The biggest thing with me when my daughter passed, I was so worried that people would forget her. I didn't want anyone to forget her because, you know, she's my daughter. But she had such a big personality and everybody loved her. And I know everyone says that about their kid. Everyone says, oh, my child was special. And I'm not saying they're not, but my child was special. Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Infinite Hope Podcast, presented by the Living Legacy Foundation of Maryland. I'm your host today, Adam, and in this episode, we'll hear from Sierra Alban, the mother of a little girl who tragically passed away, but went on to enhance lives as a cornea and tissue donor. Sierra's story is unimaginably heartbreaking in so many ways, but it is also a story of someone rising to meet a moment, overcoming challenges, finding a much needed support system, and learning to live with the ambiguous and ever-present nature of grief. Her strength is inspiring, and we're so grateful for the way she has taken up advocacy for organ donation and sharing the peace it can bring to donor families. I'm so excited for you to hear from her. Without further ado, Sierra Albin. I'm Sierra Albin, and I am the donor mom of Sienna Dixon Newman. My daughter became a donor after an asthma attack in 2015. In 2016, I started a foundation in her honor, the Sienna 7 Foundation. I really wanted to create a passion and a legacy for my daughter. I was really inspired by the 2018 transplant games, so after I got home, I shifted the foundation's focus to sending donor families to the games to experience the loving and supportive community that I had found. As a Donate Life ambassador and a member of Team Maryland, I have found a family and have taken solace in knowing my daughter's sacrifice has made her a hero. I'm also a member of the Allergy and Asthma Network for Mothers of Asthmatics, and we provide education, advocacy, and outreach to eliminate death and suffering from allergies and related conditions. So Sienna was a wild child, but a gentle wild child. Um, we called her Mother Hen, because no matter how old you were, she wanted to take care of you. If it was a two-year-old, she, you know, I'm going to take care of this baby. Or if I needed something, it's I'll get it for you. If we would host a dinner party, they called her the hostess with the mostest. Because she just made sure everybody was extremely comfortable. She had friends from every walk of life that you can think of. She had old friends. She had young friends. She, she lit up her room when she came in. She was always laughing, always running around. Um, she was very active. She was in seven extracurricular activities. Very, very busy little girl. <laughs> she did Taekwondo, karate, Girl Scouts, gymnastics. She, she pretty much did it all. She was a huge Big Bang Theory fan. <laughs> I know that's probably not a show a child should be watching, but I would literally come downstairs she would get herself ready for school in the morning, and she'd just be sitting on the floor with her backpack on, ready to go, watching Big Bang Theory. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I just love Sheldon. He's so smart. And I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. We both were huge fans of music, so one of the last things we got to do together, I got to take her to her first concert. We went to go see One Direction, and she had the time of her life. I went back and forth about taking her to that show because I said, she's only seven, you know, it's kind of young to take a kid to a concert, but I'm so glad I did. I surprised her. I found out they were coming literally the year before, bought tickets and kept it a secret and didn't tell her. 
until an hour before we were leaving. So it was a really great memory. We were like matching One Direction tank tops and you know, I wrote all over her face One Direction and like makeup and she just, she had a ball. But she, she loved music. She loved the Beatles. She had two goldfish named Eleanor Rigby and Penny Lane and she named them herself. So, <laughs> definitely a musical child. She was such an amazing little girl. She constantly astonished me. At only seven years old, she told me that when she passes, she wanted to become an organ donor. I know you're probably wondering, how does she know what an organ donor was at seven? A year prior to her death, she was playing in my purse and came across my license. She asked me what a heart on my license meant. I explained the best that I could to a then six-year-old child without scaring her to death. She said, I want to be an organ donor too, Mama. I don't need those when I'm gone. I couldn't believe how selfless and aware she was at such a young age, but I'm so thankful that she was. At just seven years old, Sienna suffered an asthma attack that tragically took her life. In her grief, Sierra recalled that conversation she had had with her daughter just one year earlier and chose to follow her wishes and allow her daughter to give the gift of life. When my daughter passed, I was at a loss at how to pick myself up. By donating her tissue, corneas, and heart valves, I lost my daughter, but I gained a new family. After she passed, her teacher told me there was a student that really didn't speak a lot of English. Sienna went to an international school and they housed students from 80 different countries. So this one particular little girl didn't speak a lot of English, so no one would talk to her or play with her or anything like that. So they forged a friendship, and we found out later that she actually lived in the same apartment complex that we lived in. So they rode the bus together, everything. Well, on the morning that Sienna passed, while they were in art class, the little girl made a little heart and a picture of her and Sienna in the heart because she was really sad that Sienna wasn't in class that day. So that following week when I went to get her stuff from school, I was given that heart and picture that little girl had drawn and the mother and I are still friends to this day. And she also does not speak a lot of English. So <laughs> it's been um, challenging trying to learn Taiwanese, but, <laughs> but you know, we've forged great friendships just from my daughter's kindness. The donor community lifted me up and embraced me. While I haven't met the people who my daughter gave a second life to, I'm able to see the impact every day that my daughter has had on others. While losing someone is never easy, I will always be grateful for the friends that have become family. I strongly encourage everyone to be a donor because it not only impacts the recipient, but it gives life, love, and community to the family that has suffered a great loss. Donors are truly heroes. I've met the most amazing people that, like I said before, have become truly like my family. Members of Donate Life and Team Maryland have been at my wedding. They've been with me through rebranding the foundation. They've just been there to be an ear whenever I've needed it. Because of that, I started the CNS7 Foundation to not only keep her memory alive, but to be able to support donor families and help them achieve the same solace that I have felt through my association with Living Legacy and Team Maryland. Like many, Sierra knew very little about organ, eye, and tissue donation before her family's personal experience with it. She was so moved by the gift of life that Sienna gave, though, 
that it soon became her personal mission to advocate for it. So I will say that, yes, I was an organ donor, but I was absolutely ignorant and clueless about anything having to do with organ donation. I just knew kind of the same way as Sienna felt, well, when I'm gone, I'm not going to need those organs. And if I needed an organ someday, I would hope that there were enough donors out there for me. When Sienna passed, it completely changed my life. I have been educated so well now. There's so many things I didn't know. The process, I will say, when someone passes, I appreciate family service coordinators because they're just so gentle and so loving and they guide you through the whole process. I didn't feel pressured at all. I had no problem asking questions and they had no problem answering them for me. And that was a relief because I think people forget how sensitive something like that is because you have to make that decision very quickly. It's not like, oh, I'll call you back in two days or, you know, let me sleep on it. You know, you do have to make that decision fairly quickly. But I felt extremely comfortable, not only because I'd had that conversation a year prior with Sienna, but just because of the level of care that I felt was given to me. And I think that would make a big difference for people because I feel like when I go out to community events, the one big thing I hear is, no, because I feel like they're going to be, you know, really hounding me to make that decision or trying to influence my decision. I'm like, it's not like that at all. You know, if you don't want to do it, we just try to educate you. You know, no one's trying to force your hand or, you know, make you change your mind. It's all about educating people. And I feel like once you educate someone, their mind is completely changed. They get to see things from a different perspective. Regular listeners of our show are probably familiar with the Donate Life Ambassadors, as well as Team Maryland. For any newer listeners, Donate Life Ambassadors are a group of volunteers who help organ procurement organizations like the LLF spread the life-saving message of organ, eye, and tissue donation in their communities. Team Maryland is a group of transplant recipients, living donors, and donor families from Maryland who participate in the Olympic-style Transplant Games of America, demonstrating the athleticism and health potential people have after transplant procedures. So, funny story. I was um, just laying around in bed one morning and thinking about Sienna and just having a really rough day, and I turned on the TV, and I never watched the news because we all know what the news is like, and for some reason, it was on Fox 45, and Latrice Price was actually on. And she was actually talking about a meeting for upcoming Donate Life Ambassadors. And I said, oh, Living Legacy Foundation, you know, I have a lot of stuff from them. And they've been, you know, really nice and, you know, guiding me through the process with Sienna. So I said, oh, maybe I should go to that. And it was actually that weekend. So I just went and I sat all the way in the back. I didn't know anybody. I was completely scared and nervous. And it just amazed me that everybody just stood up and told their story. And everybody was just so comfortable with each other. And I watched before the meeting started and after, and everyone's hugging each other. And they're so happy to see each other. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. But that meeting impacted me enough that I was like, I want to learn more. I want to be a part of this. So I went to that one meeting. And I think about a month later, I did my first event to become an ambassador. I did my first event, and my second event actually was with Adam at Dunbar High School. That was my second event, like a month after that. And I think, I think I maybe did maybe the third or fourth event, 
and then Latrice told me about the transplant games because I still didn't know anything about that, still had never even heard of it. And I was like, transplant games, what's that? So she explained to me what it was and I came to a Team Maryland meeting and I was like, this is, this is amazing. And I just never left, I'm not going anywhere. So every year we still get together and do a big birthday dinner for her, for her birthday every single year and we always have an anniversary dinner as well. So the anniversary portion is now being changed to fundraising for the foundation every year. So this year we're going to do the Seven Sevens Gala because it will be her seventh anniversary. It's all about the sevens. So we're doing a big fundraising gala this year. It's, it's gonna be huge. I can't share a lot of the details yet, but we have a great guest host that Baltimore knows and loves and it's gonna be big. Incidentally, the Siena 7 Gala was the day after the LLF's biggest event of the year, our Donate Life Family Fun Run 5K, another event Sierra has participated in for many years. So the first fun run actually I did in 2018, but it was literally myself and two other my friends. <laughs> I didn't know too much about it. I really didn't know what to expect. And we got down there and I was like, whoa, this is massive. And I said, next year, we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. You know, I don't think I realized that people had, like, you know, legit teams. So 2019, I said we had a lot of people, a lot more people. We had team T-shirts. We went all out. But it, it's, it's a great community event. I feel like everybody comes together for the walk. doesn't matter what team you're on. You know, everybody wants to have the biggest team you know, the most team that's most decked out, but in the end, everybody's just there to support each other. And that's, that's what I love about it. And everybody can go, you know. It's not just for adults, it's not just for kids. It literally is for the whole family. It literally is a family fun run. The LLF makes great efforts to care for the family members of our generous donors, not just in the immediate aftermath of the death and donation, but for months and even sometimes years afterward. The biggest thing with me when my daughter passed, I was so worried that people would forget her. I didn't want anyone to forget her because, you know, she's my daughter, but she had such a big personality and everybody loved her. And I know everyone says that about their kid. Everyone says, oh, my child was special. And I'm not saying they're not, but my child was special. <laughs> so the support was extremely important because I would go to work every day and then I would just come home and they would just be nothing. So the support from Living Legacy, there'd be days that I could barely get through my work day, but I'd come home and there'd be a card in my mailbox. Or I remember one particular day, I received her donor hero bear and her donor medal. And that makes all the difference because she passed in September and I think I received those items in December. So usually, you know, Everyone is there to support you when someone passes. You know, everyone's at your house, everyone's bringing you food. But then after the funeral, everybody goes back to their lives. But your life has still stopped. You know, after the funeral, it was like, okay, everybody that came in from out of town was gone. You know, people stopped bringing you food. But it's like, hey, you know, I'm still here. And yeah, it's been a month, but I can't get up and make, you know, dinner for myself. So having Living Legacy be there to support and remind you that you're not alone and that when you have those bad days, please reach out to us. You know, Heidi called me like every month 
to check on me, to make sure I was okay, and constantly sent notes and constantly sent cards to me, and I still have every last one of them. So here we are almost seven years later, and I still have those things, and no, I don't look at them every day like I used to, but if I'm having a rough day, I go into that box and I look at all of those things. So Living Legacy is still helping me almost seven years later for things that were sent to me. I have a display case at home with, you know, like the last shoes that she wore, but I have her donor bear in there, her medal, any speaking engagements I've done for Living Legacy, everything is there. Everything is there in her case and I can walk by it every day and see how far I've come because I remember that first year was bad. It was really bad. So just sitting here today, even though I get nervous, I'm proud of myself that I've, I feel like I've come a long way. And I just want to educate people to make them understand, you know, you can really, like I said, not change, not only change that recipient's life, but it will change your life. It really will change your life. I don't know where I would be today if I didn't have Living Legacy, if I didn't have the support from relationships that I've forged here. And finally, the question we ask all of our podcast guests. Because organ, eye, and tissue donation is the ultimate gift of life, what is the best gift you've ever been given? We have a very close friend, Tori Smith, who used to play here in Baltimore for the Ravens. He actually was playing in San Francisco for the 49ers when she passed. So his very first touchdown came against the Steelers, who, you know, we despise. <laughs> Sienna as well. <laughs> she was taught very, very young. No Steelers. <laughs> so his game, um, Sienna passed on the Friday, Sunday, San Francisco played against the Steelers, and Tori got his first touchdown with the team and once he got that touchdown, he kneeled and pointed at the sky for Sienna and was given the game ball and actually dedicated it to Sienna. They, you know, deck it out for you in the NFL, and he actually gave it to me. So I have it at home on top of her case. So that's, that's definitely the greatest gift because I know that she's probably up there pushing him across the field, like, go, go, go. <laughs> you know, 49ers lost the game, but, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> But that's definitely the greatest gift I've ever received. I wasn't expecting it. And the month after seeing a pass, we had already planned a trip to go out to see Tori play. So when I got to the house that night, I, he gave me the ball. So that's the greatest gift I've ever been given. My hope is that after hearing me, at least one person decides to become a donor. Even one person can change the lives of many. Please, please, please register to become an organ donor at registerme.org. A link can also be found to the donor registry at cna7foundation.org. Please make sure you visit cna7foundation.org and subscribe for updates. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much to Sierra for sharing her story. This would be a difficult topic for almost anyone to talk about. I so admire how she recognizes the impact her daughter had, both in life and death, and is able to focus her energy now on giving that chance to have the same impact to other families. It was so inspiring to hear from her. And that's our show. As a quick reminder, if you would like to register as an organ donor, you can do so quickly and easily online at www.registerme.org. For more information on organ, eye, and tissue donation, 
please visit our website at www.thellf.org. That's www.thellf.org. Be sure to join us next time as we continue telling the stories of people personally impacted by organ, eye, and tissue donation. Remember, organ donor is not just a box you check. It means giving second chances. It means infinite hope.